This episode of Witch Police Radio is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre. We have a number of great shows coming up. For more information, visit myparktheater.com. Thank you to everyone who supports my dad's show. If you'd like to support Witch Police Radio, go to patreon.com slash witchpolice today. You're listening to Garbage Hill, one of the first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm your regular host, Sam, once again at the food court, which is like the second home of the show at this point. I've right doing interviews, but um, I'm here with someone who's never been on the show before, but has Correct. been recommended a lot by past guests on the show. So, um, yeah, do you want to introduce yourself and we'll go from there? Yeah, I'm Del Barber. Uh, happy to be on the show today. Cool. And I, th- I think, yeah, like I said, I mean, I've kind of been aware of what you were doing for the last few years. I've heard some of your records here and there, and a lot of my friends have kind of recommended I should, uh, should check it out, and uh, I have. And um, I guess the, the, the reason I kind of wanted to get this done now-ish is because I just recently heard your hockey album. Oh, yeah. And uh, that was one that, I mean, I don't know what your opinion is on it, but I had heard from a few people who like your other music that they weren't necessarily sold on it. And I saw the track listing and I thought, well, this sounds amazing. Yeah. Like, as a hockey fan, you know, this sounded awesome. So I know it's been a couple of years ago now that that came out, but like, I just kind of want to pick your brain about that record because it's, it's cool. I mean, it's Thanks, like the, the song selection is great. <laughs> and uh, the originals are really good. Like, what? How did that come about? So it didn't. Yeah, it came about as a, a result of a, of a major sort of frustrating period with working with record labels. Okay. okay. Um, I didn't have. I wasn't getting any excitement from labels about my next project. Okay. Okay. Um, and so I was just like spitting ideas at them. You know, I'd be up late thinking about, okay, I got to get something going. Like, yeah. Um, you know, like, I haven't put out a record in two years, three years now, and, like, just, you know, throwing them different ideas, and then finally I just have this idea one night, I'm like, no one's made a hockey record. Yeah. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, we, you know, this country, there's, there's like, enough hockey music to make four records or Absolutely, whatever, yeah, yeah. four good records. And and so I sent them an email, and then, like, the next day, they were like, yes, we're in. And I was right like, on, right okay, on. so all these sounds that I wrote that I sent you in the last two years yeah. that you didn't care about, you didn't actually care about them at all. You were just, you were, you know, they were like, well, we don't, you know, just humming and hawing. And, yeah, yeah. And then the hockey thing, they're like, yeah, let's do it. Oh, we'll spend all this money. And so, so like, the concept obviously was sold. Yeah, yeah. And then the next day, basically, the money was in my account. Oh, wow. To get studio time, players, send out demos, uh, pick songs. And it was just like, the budget was very small, but yeah. it was still like, but it was there. It right? was enough. Yeah. It was just like, dough, let's go, okay. The original plan for the record was for it to come out under the No Regretskis okay. and not put my name on it at all. Okay, and now on the actual cover it's got your name bold. Yeah, yeah so. and like my dream was just to do like a little side project thing, okay. Okay. fun, playful, not too serious, yeah. uh, about something I really love. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it'd be cool and I'd be like, I don't think, you know, if I have fans or people that like my music, you know, I hesitate to use that word fan. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, well, it's weird to think about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was like, I don't know that they're going to totally love this, but it's just something fun that I can do in the interim while I get the rest of these songs kind of ready to go right. and try to get interest and figure out if these labels are going to be interested at all, you know. And then the label's like, no, we got to put your name on it. I was pretty choked about that. 
but I was like, whatever, I get a record coming out, who cares, yeah. I have something going on, you know, it's just like, the wheels are going to turn again, and yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be broke, and whatever, <laughs> it's important. Yeah, yeah. and then they just totally didn't promote it at all, and it was exactly kind of what I expected them to do, and, right. and it sort of confirmed all my suspicions. That being said, um, it was like playoff hockey making that record. I bet, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. like getting into the studio, we just did it. We just, we didn't think about it, we didn't have a lot of time to plot a course, it was just, it was like the most fun record I had ever yeah, made by I far. Yeah, I think you can hear that too, it sounds like it's fun. To, yeah, it's it was fun just, and it wasn't supposed to be like a thoughtful, artful, sort of like worried, sort of yeah. overthought project. And I think a lot of my records, in my opinion, have been that, and, okay. and, not, and in a negative way. Right, okay, okay. Like, I'm not proud of when I overthink about songs and production and, and uh, you know, some of the songs I really like how they sound, but you know, looking back, I'm like, kind of overthought a lot of the stuff. Yeah. And the hockey record's the opposite of that. Does it help because a lot of those were covers on the hockey record where it wasn't your yeah, own work yet? Yeah, for sure. And it was just like, all we're doing is going to play these songs with a band in a room and we're going to grab the takes and you yeah. know, we're going to keep the good ones. And it yeah. was just like, it wasn't complicated. Well, it's cool. I mean, that's cool. I really like it. I uh, I feel like I'm probably the target market for it because I mean, I like, you know, I like your style of music anyway and then having the hockey element just makes it Better. And it's just still, it's relevant. I mean, like, it's, it's funny because something like Big League, right? I mean, that like that song is relevant now. It's a really good it's, song. It's never stopped being, like, a, yeah, it's a great song always, like, but yeah. Like, it, you know, and it's just, some of these songs sort of get passed up because they've been heard so many times. And when I had to learn them all for the record, it was like, whoa, some of these are, like, really kind of poignant. And like, yeah, yeah, well, that one especially, right? And, yeah, yeah. and the and other ones are just fun, but it's also just, like, you get a little tired, like as a hockey fan, just politically, like with some of the pomp and circumstance, and you miss sort of Absolutely. like the the junior hockey type mentality of just like uh, the dream, yeah, and trying to make it to this this thing, and then and then you know that gets mired in politics when you get deals and agents and stuff, and yeah. the same thing's true in music, right? Like you get caught up with on a on a team or on a, a fourth line when you should be on a second line, yeah, and, yeah. or or whatever, you don't know your role, maybe you should have went and played in Europe as a hockey you player you instead. Or maybe yeah, you yeah. should have went to play in university. There's all these different courses, and I just find, like, because I grew up playing hockey and, and dreaming about, like, furthering my hockey career, yeah. I always kind of, I've always seen music as a kind of parallel, you know, I can it's see a that, metaphor yeah. in a way. Well, there, there is a big league, and there's also the minors, and there's the junior, yeah, yeah. So I was kind of putting that into the record a yeah, little bit, cool. you know, for my personal sort of... Ends, but. Well, I think it, the, the appeal to it, anyway, for, uh, for me anyway, I don't know if this is the same for everyone who listened to it, but I mean, you have things like the Cockney in Canada theme song and the Coach's Corner theme, and those are just like complete nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, because that's what, when I think about hockey and growing up watching hockey, it's that. It's not, you know, lockouts and contracts, contracts and, and, you know, salary caps. Yeah. It's, it's Coach's Corner, you know, and it's, it's Hockey in Canada and watching it every Saturday, and it's like, the, yeah. yeah, it's, it's got a. For me, it's like the backyard rank and like pretending you're. Your uh, Ty Domi or whoever. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. you know, replaying things you saw on TV last night. Yeah. And or watching Rock and Sock and VHS tape. Yeah, the Rock and Sock yeah. thing was just like, it was okay for people to beat each other's senses. Yeah. And then we didn't think too hard about it. And now it seems like everything is just like poisoned with this like, oh, like just worry of like, who is this offending? Yeah. Yeah. Um, how are we, you know, how do we look? And then like just refining the game so much or refining life so much and like kind of sucking out some of the just like brass tacks. Yeah, like the pure joy of it is kind of gone because it's replaced with so many layers, layers of, yeah. And I'm not saying it's wrong to sort of worry about concussions. No, it's probably important or, to do, yeah, yeah. But I also think like, 
it's sort of a category mistake. Like we let people mine asbestos in Canada. Yeah. No one's complaining about that. I mean, so some no, people TV, are. I guess maybe the but but like exactly. There, there's a lot of differences. But like the, the amount of things we do in, in our country that, that are like negative and yeah. don't get put under a microscope, like somehow hockey and head injuries and you know millionaires getting head injuries doesn't sit well with people. It's yeah, like, it's weird. You know, I'm not like a pro head injury person, but like, uh, <laughs> but I do don't. I just don't think it's as big of a sort of you know, topic. Yeah. It should be. It's just like, come on. Not everything has to always change. You know. Um, I don't want to sound like a sort of grumpy, sort of dreaming about the way hockey used to be. No, I, I do that all the time. <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> I, Harper Whalers had. I mean, I, mean, I think the game is great now too. It uh, is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. So what happened to the um, like the songs you were trying to kind of shop before you did the hockey record? What happened to those? Are those still floating around and you're still working on them? Or? Yeah, I mean, I think I've written my best record, um, and uh, you know, just couldn't get any labels to commit. They were I was on contract with them, okay. right? And they just kept delaying it and delaying it. And I would have had this thing out two years ago. Yeah. You know? yeah. And so now I've since written a bunch more songs and sort of changed the project a bit. And I think it's even better. Cool. Um, but kind of two years ago now, kind of right after the hockey record, uh, True North Records and my manager, it was a pretty fancy manager from Winnipeg, they both just said, see you later, man. Oh, really? You know, you're on your own. And because I was, of the hockey record? Or? I don't know. Uh, maybe, but that was sort of their idea too. Right. So it seems weird that that would be the reason. And there's just like the lack of sort of loyalty in the music industry is is it's not strange news, right? No, no. It's pretty. Well, that's cool. why a lot of people just go on their own, right, to avoid having. Yeah, and yeah. and so I was, you know, I went through this really bitter like kind of period of like, how am I going to do this? And the other part of the issue is like, there was a lot of debt incurred on my behalf, right? right. Which is not another classic story. And I was just naive, thinking everyone was going to do right by me. Yeah, yeah. Never yeah. really thought about, you know making good financial decisions with them. It was just like, they just went and spent my money. Yeah. And then now, well, you're on the creative part, now right? I'm yeah. on the hook for it and I'm pissed off about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And still, and, um, but now I kind of have like a rejuvenation, um, some way. I don't know why I sort of feel the fire to do it so much now, but I think I'm like just hell bent on doing it myself or with people that are going to be loyal. Yeah. Maybe they don't have the stature in the music industry that I wanted or had before that made me look cool or like. Yeah. And and I think. I think part of my problem was like I kind of got off on having a big manager and having a label and, yeah. and it rest made me rest on my laurels a bit. You know, it was just. I don't know that. That it helped the art at all. Yeah. And, well, I guess uh, it helped distribute the art. But maybe not. To, yeah, yeah. For sure, and it helped me get a couple Juno nominations, which is and, awesome. That's yeah, super cool. Yeah, and but that, that stuff, like even though I never won or like I never, I wasn't making tons of money, or it still sort of gives you a false sense of where you stand. Yeah, oh for sure. Um, and I think that's like the worst thing that happens to artists. And it, like I think I was just like the walking example of the thing that I hate. Yeah, yeah. Like, just buying into your own hype kind of thing, or yeah, not even that there was much hype, but it right. was just like. I'm pretty good at this, you know, like <laughs> having that posture is, to me, it's, it, like, it, it doesn't serve the ends I was trying to serve, you know, okay, okay. writing the kinds of songs about the kinds of characters I was trying to write about, it was just like, I kind of had a really easy road for a year, um, but it did cost me this, like, massive nugget of debt, and so, like, yeah. which I'm going to be paying for, and I sort of feel like pretty righteous about getting out of that hole through music somehow. Yeah. 
Oh man, I just had a kid. And yeah, congratulations. Yeah, but like, and, and you, so you kind of think maybe there's a tendency to want to like slow down, but for me it's like, it seems like the wrong time to give up on your dreams. Right, almost time to amp it up. Yeah, and like, work, right? yeah. you don't want to, you don't want to be that guy who's like, I wish I would have done this, and yeah. you, when you're only telling your kid like, you didn't come along. I would have been <laughs> a musician. Been somewhere. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. kind of burden yeah. is that? It's like if I fail, I want to fail on my own accord. Not, right. I don't want to blame it on. Well, someone. I want your kid to be proud of you that you tried. Yeah. To fail, right? Versus, yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, I mean, hopefully, you don't fail. But yeah. Well, and whatever. If I do, I do. Who cares? Yeah. Like, but to, to sort of just like cash in your chips, it seems like too easy or cheap of a way out at this point. Sure. Fairly high name recognition, though. You know, just because you had that, that those albums that were pushed by labels and things in the, in the past, right? So I mean, people yeah. know of you at least, right? Whether they, I have a leg up for sure. Yeah. Like, and I don't know how to use that. And then for me, like, to to sort of make this successful or even just be able to have finance a record, I have to figure out how to access whatever they did for me and use it the best way I can. Yeah. As as sort of justly and kindly as I can. I don't want to milk people or anything, but but I'm going to have to go the route of crowdfunding and I'm yeah. going to have to just do those things I never thought I was going to have to do that I thought I got to sort of just you, usurp. You over, yeah, yeah. yeah. You think you got to buy, yeah. So, I mean, some of it's just like making the humble pie taste as good as you can. You know? Yeah, yeah. Trying to be honest with people. And I think my music has always sort of been like at least... Um, 
by design like an exercise in like how can I be sincere with people yeah yeah I think when I judge art I'm not saying I've done it successfully <laughs> but like the dream is always like sincerity and like when I measure or like yeah when I judge other music yeah if it's sort of feel sincere. I know that's sort of like a kind of wishy-washy word. No, I, I, I completely agree with you, actually. It's something that's come up on the show quite a bit lately, regardless of genre of music. Like, I think people in Winnipeg and around Winnipeg, because the music seems so tight-knit, they have a very strong bullshit detector. And I think people, whether you're playing music or taking it in, I think people here are very finely tuned to know when something is fake and when someone's not being genuine. And for the most part, they skip that and go find the, the real deal, right? I mean, so... Yeah. It's... Uh, yeah, and it's it's a problem, like because sometimes we just, you know, that that detector is just put on pretty it's a high sensitivity, and, yeah, I, and yeah, that's my problem. Sure. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, like I think people want me to be honest with them, and I think part of the reason people didn't like the hockey record is because they were worried that it wasn't sincere. It was like it looked like a way to try to make some easy money or right, something. Right, a novelty record or something. Yeah, yeah. and it, well, it was not like I think yeah, it was yeah, a novelty yeah, record, yeah. and I was like sort of proud about that and honest about that. It was like. People make Christmas albums all the time. For sure, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you know, do you really love Christmas this much? Like, I love Christmas, but like, if I make a Christmas record, I'm gonna, I'll, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> me. And so for me, like, an evergreen record that people can come back to, the seasonal thing, is yeah. like a hockey record. And like, I don't want a million people to get into it right away. I mean, that'd be nice, but like, it's something that people can sort of find. It's a weird record. It's, you know, as an novelty record, it doesn't sound super slick, which I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's kind of gritty, like good hockey, and, uh, <laughs> but like I don't play the songs live. Like I'm not, I'm not touring the hockey. Right, record. you're not going out with the jersey on. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Sure, like yeah. I did one show or something, and it's, I can't play it. It's like some of the songs are like punk. It's like I used. Yeah. To, that's like I'm like 18 again or whatever. I can't do it. So like, part of the reason too, the label probably wasn't interested in renewing was like well he doesn't even want to release this really because I, I can't go into it with the band and go play bars and lose a bunch of money yeah hockey songs yeah especially when hockey season's over and i was going to <laughs> and then people you know but it, i did kind of screw myself over because some people like got into me because of the hockey record, yeah right yeah. and then they come to the shows with their jersey on and oh yeah then and then like, you don't play oh, any hockey songs yeah yeah i got it okay so play the originals play one of them or you know yeah yeah do you think that the reason that maybe people who were already familiar with the other stuff had not the best reaction to the hockey record is because uh, they're used to you having that sincerity and like you know because I mean your songs are very storyteller yeah. type and they're, they, they seem very honest and genuine uh, on their own right so I mean coming in, maybe someone coming into that and then all of a sudden you're doing you know clear the track here comes Shaq exactly. <laughs> is going to say well this isn't what I yeah it's not this what isn't I, Dell yeah right yeah. right right so I think that's totally it and uh, and that's why I wanted it to not come out under my name yeah yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but you know, whatever. I'm not going to sort of live like in a life of regrets, and I don't think it really matters. I still think it's a cool record. It is a cool record. Yeah, I agree, and, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. and I, I like you know, music doesn't have to be serious all the time. You know, and it, like there's too much of that, like really trying to seem like you're saying something important or dear that's right. going to change someone's mind. And it's just like sometimes people like when I was a kid, I went to shows to rock out. Yeah, and like in my genre, music that just doesn't happen. So to get to like make a, a record, more chiller, yeah, yeah, but it's just yeah. like it's, there's not a whole thing. There's not a whole like bunch of stuff at stake. It's just the guys playing and they're really good and it's yeah. fun and, and and you know like it was punk music to me. I didn't get into the political end of punk till later, but like it was just loud and fun and, and you get to run and around electric and, yeah, and yeah. I got to be a kid and not worry about it. And this, it's actually 
sort of more important than than like vague poet, poet, poetic kind of music yeah. and making it seem like you're saying something when you're not. And I think it's just it's way cooler and probably a lot harder to do actually. So to be yeah to give that genuine expression. Yeah, because it's a lot of punk. That, that type of punk is just very much straight ahead. Exactly what they're saying is what they're saying. And yeah, 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 and it's accessible yeah. and it's like uh, it's not. Know, overly complex. It's maybe fast and it's loud and yeah. like But it might be three electricity. chords and some, some yelling and yeah. gets the message across. Yeah. And the country music, when it's good, it's sort of like that too. Yeah. My favorite country songs is not like when everything's couched in metaphor, but it's like good narrative. You know what's going on, but it sort of also points at something a little bit more important yeah. or bigger or like a worldview that's maybe slightly different than what you'd expect. Or um, it's really easy to go too far. And then and just be like this, like you're saying nothing at all, and you're just regurgitating. You know, everyone complains about country tailgates. And, yeah, there's, there's uh, a fear and sure. whatever. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's really hard to sort of be accessible and sincere because you're sort of writing from a particular place in the world, um, from a particular community with a particular language. You know, for me, it's Manitoba. It's yeah. prairies. It's rural, uh, and wanting to be understood wanting my songs from the first listen to be understood, not wanting to be the sell magic. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's sort of what I'm sort of obsessed with doing with songwriting is like really well written narrative sort of driven songs that you can understand. Yeah. Uh, but that but that are also, you know, kind of works of art I guess. Um, I don't know that I've succeeded in that, but but like to be accessible and for it not to be cheap or not to yeah, be too yeah. easy, um, or to have it multiple seems layers like the, the heart. Yeah, the layers. It's it seems like that's um, sort of always been the goal for me.
the sun rise Were no words to say goodbye Wipe the sleep out of my eyes Just got promises to keep I got mine I got mine or what it sounds like the listener determines if if it's worth anything at all yeah and, and that's the beauty of it you know whoever the listener is or whatever their own interest i don't are, get yeah. to decide no and, it's gone once you, once you put it out there it's, it's out of your hand right yeah so what do you think is um i mean what do you think is your kind of strength as a, as a songwriter what do you think kind of drives your best songs from your own perspective like how do you know when you're writing a song that this one is this is a good one like how do you determine, right? Because you probably write a lot of songs, and I'm sure all of them, not all of them make it to a record, so... Well, how do you decide which one stands out? What's the... Is it just a, like a musical thing, or is it in terms of uh, the way you're telling the story, or what? Oh, man. I think, if I were to be, like, brutally honest with myself, most of the time... Like, I don't... I, it's not that... I, it, yeah, I don't think I'm very good at it. So... It's not just like a, it's just like an, it's just the struggle makes me want to, to sort of figure out how to say things in a better way. Okay. And um, I sort of have rules for myself. I rarely write about myself, my feelings. Yeah. Because I'm a white dude who's kind of middle class. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but my experience in this world, it's, it's been written about enough. A lot, yes. And, yeah. and there are people that are really good at it and that can sort of, you know, ask really good questions for their own experiences and yeah. that's not me like I don't feel comfortable uh, even sort of like there, there are definitely some songs where I write from the I and they're actually me yeah. but most of the I's in my music are, are me imagining characters like I my strengths in songwriting if I have any are um, figuring out how to how to make a, a, a character like a, if it's a waitress or a farmer uh, feel close to someone else. Okay. You know, and the way I've done that is by putting myself in positions where uh, they have to they have to deal with me, <laughs> like whether or not whether that's friendship or just like uh, uh, overstaying your welcome at a at the truck stop right. or um, putting myself in positions where I have to actually like go beyond them just bringing me re coffee refills. Okay. You know, asking okay. them a question they don't really want to take their time to spend it with me but like pushing at them uh, so most of my songs come from characters and they're not they're not songs that are depictions of one particular person's experience they're composites right like okay. like a lot of fiction writers it's a jumping off point 
Um, they're sort of not really fictional. Yeah, they they, they got to get the bad. I don't know this. From somewhere, I right? don't know this person's life, and 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 uh, and I don't like. I can't give a full picture or account of who they are. Yeah. And so, but it's a jumping off point. It's like this woman. I get into this. You know, my song, The Waitress. I get into this truck stop, and it starts to dawn on me like this woman works this night shift every night. Yeah. And usually we just go through the world and just like get the eggs and go. And it's and it's like. When you travel alone, you start like kind of craving contact. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm able to sort of be soft enough with people that um, that sometimes they open up to me, um, and it gives me a real jumping-off point. You know, it's not just like me sort of fancifully imagining the life right. of a waitress. Right. It's more than that because otherwise it sort of feels like cultural appropriation light. Right, right. You're yeah, really, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I know what a woman experiences. You're putting on the waitress costume. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. But it's like yeah. no, because you know, and I, I worry that that's my biggest worry with my songs is like, do I border on that when I don't write from my own experience? Like, why? It's just as sort of egotistical to think I can nail someone else. Right. But you know their story and you can deliver it. Yeah. And right. I want it to come across as sincere and meek, like sincere and and meek. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, uh, you know. Um, so that's my sort of battle with, with writing songs. And I, and I do, I have returned to sort of trying to write about my own experience a bit. Um, but most of those songs are serious. They're sort of more like tongue-in-cheeky and clever. Right. And, and um, Because I do think like it's sort of a cop-out to only write character songs and no one really gets a sense of who you are. And I think you can, I think the dream is to be able to do both in a way that isn't offensive. Right. Um, that That's inspiring and that you know, um, and I, and I will just take the, I'll just take the criticism of like, you know, I don't know what this person's life is, but I'm going to write about it, and you know, write about a version of them that may have existed, right, or may exist. Yeah, and uh, whether or not that bothers, I'm sure that bothers some people, you know. But that's sort of the nature of character songs or writing, yeah. writing fictional. Well, it's very different than, or, than just going and saying like, you know, here's. 12 songs about some breakup I had, right? And, like, yeah. and that's like a very common thing on an album. It'll just be someone completely pouring their own self into everything. And yeah, it's, it's the opposite, really, because you're filling yeah. in the blanks about someone else's Yeah, man. Experience. And it's like, I kind of think about, a lot about it with, with like political climates and like, yeah. I'm not, a, I'm, I'm, it's really hard for me to, my perspective is there's probably smarter people in the world than me that vote completely the opposite oh, yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, sure. There has to be sort of a way to sort of uh, figure out how to be empathetic towards difference. And it's uh, hard. It's hard. It's and hard value to value it. Yeah. Um, and all I'm really doing is just like trying to like make little pictures, little movies. And, you know, every song's a little movie. Yeah. There's a scene. There's like set up there's a mood there's sometimes color and 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 then that's that's song and then you know and it's work for me like yeah. those are the songs that people tell me are my best songs the story and, songs yeah. and for the most part you know and um, I interject moments in those songs where I make statements about the world through them okay you know it's I'm not I'm not just trying to opt out of saying something personally um, but, but I kind of couch all that in through character like I'm it's like it's trying to use parables yeah. in a way blind by 
the city lights, no one can see you stalling. It's been so long since you've seen the prairie stars, you're not sure you can recall them. If there's something here for you to find, you may have found it once and lost it now. We used to fly through the woods on the backs of quarter horses, picking dandelion bouquets for our sister and our mother. We felt like men, but we were boys too young to know that we were free as fire. And you lost out in the big smoke, looking for a way home. There are no straight paths, there's no easy way. Brother, do you remember that one September morning? We were shooting cans at Dad's 22 without a worry or a warning. You pulled the trigger down and dropped that deer, and you looked at me with tears in your eyes. And I never in a million years thought that you'd make that shot. And I picture you tonight with your sights still on something so far off. Wherever you are, I hope. Being careful about the things you think you want And you're lost out in the big smoke Without a fire There are no straight paths No cents a bushel to ship it to Vancouver, $1,560. Within four years, they'll likely be paying twice as much, and within a decade, maybe five times as much. If the uh, price of grain would increase, I suppose uh, one wouldn't feel it uh, quite so badly, but uh, on the horizon, we, we don't see a, an increase. Uh, supposing they uh, say that Tom's found a little bit of And it could be any year that the bank finally gets the best of us But our cows are fed and the bins are full And we're hoping to see you before the snow And you lost out in the big smoke Without a fire in There are no strays
I think my favorite songwriters are sort of parable writers. Okay. There's like, well, like who would you rank among your favorite songwriters? John Prine's my favorite songwriter. Okay. Uh, mostly because there's just the perfect marriage of the comedy tragedy thing. Okay. Um, and that's something that's just always, you know, been important to me. Well, if you go too far one way or the other, it's kind of becomes ridiculous, right? Like, yeah, it's like I, if you're if you're just so serious and dark and brooding, like it just gets to be pretty old. And if you're, you know, just just trying to get the easy laugh or yeah. the clever line or whatever, it, well, that seems to no one really, too, right? No one really, yeah. And so, like, just you know, and I like. Um, I like a lot of the old country stuff just because it's so straight ahead yeah. and I want to be inspired by that even though I like I don't have the voice or anything to be a country singer I, you know like I don't have a slick nice big sort of sounding voice and that's yeah. uh, fine like I'm I think of myself as a folk musician I guess who ha- who likes steel guitar and yeah. playing um, but but yeah like I, I don't know I'm mostly inspired by like you know the narrative writers I love I love, uh, who am I listening to right now? I've been listening to a lot of this guy named Sam Baker from Texas. Um, Yeah, again, like writing really good pictures, sort of movie type songs. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and then uh, there's all sorts of classic stuff, whatever. Yeah, I know. Get into that. Yeah, yeah, cool. So when you, uh, I mean, you know, the hockey record was what, 2016? Something like that? So a couple mm-hmm. years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. So when when are you hoping to kind of get something else out? Is that still still Fall. off? Or I mean, I have half of it recorded. Oh, nice. So it's just a matter of like figuring out how to pay for the rest of it. Launching, going to launch a crowdfunding pa- campaign, yeah. um, and and hopefully that goes okay. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not coming out. I guess right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, it's kind of fun right now because there's like ultimatums in my life like if this doesn't happen then I can't do this or I figure out a new way right and uh, self-imposed ultimatums I guess yeah I mean you know I'm in control of it yeah no one's questioning the shirt I wear anymore or the song was that actually that, a thing that happened for sure man <laughs> like it's crazy the, the amount of like stress you put your not that I think stress is like a real thing it seems like a problem we've invented because we don't have any problems. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but the amount of turmoil that that like the smallest details of a career get put under, and and, yeah. and and realizing like the songs that I love and that the people that respond to my shows, like the ones that they talk about to me, the reason I probably love those songs is because they love them. To be yeah. honest, they're like this is good. When your community's like, this is the song, and you're like, oh, okay. We should probably listen to that, right? And then take that in, and yeah, that's kind of, yeah. Well, no, like, and that's what I do with, with new, like, all these new songs have been just, I've toured them all already. Yeah. Like, they've, everyone's heard them already. They're just, you know, which is kind of disappointing. There'll be a few new ones they never heard, but most of my songs that I think are good are tested. Right. Like, serious tested. So you've proven that they're good based on the audience reactions and stuff like that? Yeah, people, you know, according to how they react to my old songs, they're reacting to these ones just as well. Cool. Uh, and and I do think it's up to the community to decide what's good or what it is. And maybe I'm doing it ass backwards when you you know it'd be nicer to put out a record of new stuff that no one's heard. Yeah. And maybe I can do that someday. Instead of just being like, eh, what about this one? Yeah. And then and then being like, eh <laughs> no. Well it almost not sounds really. like you need to catch up 
just like on getting this out now and then you can sort of yeah I think that's right and I think part of it is just like people will have a comfort level with those songs already and then they'll hear them recorded yeah and they may, may or may not like the versions you know on the records but um, Does I it feel like you can kind of put those away though once they're recorded? Like, are they are they done yeah. and then you can move on to the next thing? Or? I haven't listened to any of my records. Okay. Uh, like once they're done, they're they're done. No, that's right. I, and for the most part, because I think they're bad. Okay. Um, and then I well, hear obviously them. Obviously not. If you get in Juno nomination. Yeah, I know. And and that's a stuff. stupid sort of mentality of mine. Yeah. But like, I, I'm always pleasantly surprised when a song comes on. I'm like, it's not as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. like this moment of like, wow. And then I, it takes me to memories of the studio and who was there and the players. And I'm like, you know what? We we're, we tried our hardest yeah. on this. And instead of just like living in this like sort of fog of doubt, being like, <laughs> gotta do better than that next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Needs to be whatever. And it's like I need to stop. I just need to be like, no, I did some good work and people like it. And yeah. Not everybody does, and I don't want everyone to. I don't care about everybody. Right. You know. Exactly. Yeah. You, um, you want quality listeners over quantity, right? You want the people who are actually gonna. Yeah, and I always, too, but. I, well, I always have believed that like a small, sustainable, slow-growing career seems like a really good path for a person yeah. like me. Supports my lifestyle, allows me to have a family. Yeah. Instead of just this like blasting sort of train of success, I think everybody who is not successful says this. Um, you know, the quick rise. Yeah. When you when you didn't get it when you start, it's really easy to say, well, I didn't actually want that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, yeah. But I do feel that way to some degree. Like I feel like I have a pretty amazing, quiet life. I was able to buy 80 acres of land with my wife yeah, because awesome. I play music. Like I live in Manitoba and I can afford land. And yeah, I, mean, I don't live close enough to the city anymore to really be here enough. But you know, pros and cons. But we have a really beautiful sort of the life of our dreams. We're we're making it happen, and I got to do that because of the guitar and you know because enough people like the songs you're writing to yeah. Yeah, and so like I need to sort of. Be okay with being grateful for all that, and, and, and not sort of allowing this the doubt to drive the art forward, and being like, I just make it because I love it, and yeah. because people said it was good. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, um, well, I think there's, there's something to be said for the kind of slow build, and, and even if it's with a small audience, like just a like using this podcast as an example. It's obviously very different because it's a hobby; it's not a career. You know, I, I'm gonna go back to work after this. Well, you never know, man. But, but, but I've been doing it for almost six years now, right? Yeah, yeah. And like, it's slowly, slowly grown. And the vast majority of people who listen are in the music community anyway. So I'm interviewing bands, other bands are listening to them. And it's kind of like, I appreciate that more. I know a lot of people get into podcasting because they think it's a moneymaker or they think they're going to get some big sponsor or they're going to be, you know, be able to do it full time after like a few weeks. Yeah. But I mean, six years, I'm still meeting people in the food court and you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's like getting the, the feedback from the people who actually matter, like someone, you know, whose music I like saying, hey, I heard this interview you did with whoever, it was really cool. Can I be on your show? That's more important to me than like you know if I had McDonald's sponsoring your center right like right yeah that's smart or not <laughs> I don't know but yeah yeah but I think if like for something to be good I think I think it's the right approach yeah you know um, but you know sometimes we, we miss opportunities because we because of heroics like that and sure, I think yeah. that I'm guilty of that and sort of but yeah I think uh, how do you, you know, figure out how something can grow, or will it, and does it matter? I mean, yeah. Those are all questions that should plague us anyway. If we're concerned about making something good, whatever, if it's a, a mug, a table, or yeah. a podcast, a book or, or whatever, record. yeah, yeah. 
Um, but that's how that's almost how it is now, though, because I mean, like, as you're experiencing now as well, like, you have to. It's not enough to just do the creative part anymore. Everyone, everyone doing anything creative has to market it themselves. They have to be their own PR. They have to be their own advertising. Like, it's all. It's it's weird. It's different, right? I mean, it's yeah. It's so shitty. You can't just create anymore because <laughs> there's not anyone to, to do no. it for you, right? Yeah. And it, it's like it's a it, the people that can do that are almost it's almost a position of luxury. Yeah. That gets criticized from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, and that's weird too. Well, it's like seeing um, selling out almost when you actually do have someone doing it for you, which yeah. lets you create. <laughs> I think I lost some people's interest because of my because of labels yeah. and management, uh, which just just because it was like he's got it easy now. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, like they never liked the songs I wanted to put out. It was just this constant battle and, you know, it's like a grass is greener thing, right? Like, well, people are seeing, oh, he's on Easy Street because he's got a label. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, well, he's touring here and there and at the time you're like, I wish I could go home. Yeah, you know? yeah, right, right. <laughs> like you're, you're out for 200 days a year for five years and, and they just, and, the, and the, everyone's telling you, no, this is what it takes. Yeah. Maybe not. Like maybe there's a way to, everyone just can, you know, it seems like the new world order to create your own path. Yeah. Uh, figure out what level you can do it at. If it's like right now for you, like you're on your lunch break and you're yeah. doing this because you love it. Like yeah, exactly, it interrupts yeah. your day and it probably, you know, you, to some degree it's probably fun, but it probably is also like be nicer to have a studio and yeah, whatever, course, yeah, all yeah. these things. I mean, yeah, and I, like, I got a family too, I got kids. I got yeah, a, yeah. How many my, kids? I got two. Oh, nice. Like, oh, I, sorry, how old are they? Uh, they're, uh, one's eight, one's, uh, one's almost nine, one's almost five. No so, way. Like, it's, I mean, oh, there's man. a lot of sports and shit going yeah, on. I have to do sure. everything with them, so planning this around that is, is tough. But for sure, yeah, it's man. like I still, you, you got to make it work if you actually are passionate about it, right? So like, I mean, sure. I'm going to do this until I physically can't do it anymore because I've been doing it long enough now anyway. I might as well keep going with it, right? I think podcasts are just the, like the greatest example of of uh, people taking ownership of media yeah you know, I love podcasting just a huge podcast listener and uh, I don't know I'm really I think it's really cool you're doing it good job well if people are hearing you for the first time on here or haven't heard you in a while and want to kind of catch up on what you're up to and hear if you have any shows or any upcoming music in the future what's the best thing for them to do there I have no idea okay uh, <laughs> my website's totally defunct is um, everything is a mess my okay. but uh, soon <laughs> you know, probably by the time people hear this, yeah, this won't be um, up for a little bit. Exactly. The party, so yeah. so uh, by the time people hear this, I think delbarber.com will be there. Okay. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Um, you know, it's my sort of aesthetic is is um, I'm not into like posting pictures of myself on stage and like that doesn't happen. I just have like a really really cool rural life and yeah, and I enjoy sharing that with people and and. Uh, I think that's what I write about anyway, and so that's sort of the aesthetic. If you're into that, right? If you're into the music, you'll understand why that's the yeah. Yeah, yeah it's sure. the whole thing. Like I am, like I am who I say I am. Yeah. And uh, and I think that I don't know if I could have said that three years ago in this, um, because I people were saying things for me nonstop who right. I was. People and were telling you who you were versus you determining that for yeah, yourself. Yeah. Now I don't have to apologize for. Uh, if I want to wear a cowboy hat when I play or not. Yeah. Um, right. It was always a discussion. It was always so weird question. Thing, but I guess, yeah, I guess it is, right? Do like, you want to be a hat act? You know what people think when they see a cowboy hat? They think country. Is that what you are? Like, I don't know. I wore a hat because it was hot and I didn't want to yeah. sweat in my eyes, man. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they look cool and sometimes they look stupid in them. I know. I understand <laughs> that. And I like looking stupid on stage sometimes. Yeah. Now I just... It, if anyone ever questions that for me, I could give 
you know, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, I get to be who I want to be and stand behind my work. What I put out now is, is just it's my responsibility. And so I'm like, I think that the art can only be better because of that. Yeah, for sure. Um, for and sure. if I do get lucky enough to get infrastructure again, like someone help with management stuff, or God forbid I have to deal with a record label again, like if they just if they left a pile of money at my door, it would be really hard for me to say yes right now. Yeah. It's because my lifestyle's so good. Like I live a really rich, amazing life. I'm proud of my family, uh, where we live, and I don't want someone control. I was even on independent record labels. Too. Yeah. Good, well reputable, but like I still felt like they were onerous. So I imagine and the major label thing is just like multi steps. Of that, I would that imagine. I have no clue. Right? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, mine is yeah. just this microcosmic yeah, version yeah. of that small potatoes, which is you know the only kind that I eat. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> metaphorically, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so wanting that sort of attention, and I don't know. I don't know if I could do it again. If, if I if I did, it would probably be intentional, and I would, you know, maybe. Maybe it was just young and naive, and I didn't know what I was signing up for, and now I would, and so maybe I could do it better. I yeah. don't know, but I don't think they're going to come calling me anyway, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. So you're going about it this way anyway, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and cool. I just, I'm hell-bent on, I'm, just, I'm doing it, I'm going to figure out how to do it. It's going to be smaller, it's going to be more efficient, it's yeah. going to be more fun. Cool. Um, it's going to involve the people I want to you know, make music with, um, yeah. to hell with anyone who doesn't like it. You know, if, I, if they don't like it, then I'll have to stop doing it. It's yeah. pretty simple. For sure, for sure. I think it's actually a good, a good way to end, a good note to end on. Um, if people want to hear more of your stuff, they should, social media is kind of the place right now, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then obviously Spotify, it's still on. Wait, all the, all the listening. All the yeah. stuff is there, yeah. you know. Um, I don't know how it's there, but it is, okay. I, you know, so. It, it's somewhere you can find it, yeah. Search in your name and it'll, it'll be there. And I always like to invite people that if they hear a song and they, they think it's weird or, or they don't, like it, yeah. Um, and there's a, and it sticks out to them, and they don't like it enough. They should just like. I love criticism. Okay. Like you want to know why they didn't like it? I get yeah. off on it. Yeah. I have no problem when someone. I have no problem defending myself for something I put right. out, right? Or agreeing with them and saying, "Yeah, that's not my strongest work." <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I want more of that in the world. I want artists to be more uh, open to criticism right. and like. Publicly, well, I think yeah. it's now more possible so than that, ever for that to be a thing, though, right? That's I mean, a pitch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> find them on Instagram, complain. Yeah, yeah complain sure. or you know, or you know, compliments are good too sometimes. Right, of course. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, anyway. If you like the hockey album? Tell them why. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, if people want to hear more episodes of this show, they can uh, go to wishpolice.com. All 300 and some episodes by the point this comes out will be nice. there. If you download the streaming, you can go back. 2012 if you're a crazy person and want to hear some really bad podcasts or you can you know find some of the better ones and I, I'm sure you know some of the people who've been on in the past Quentin Blair's on been on a few times oh, nice. and like a lot of people from the kind of local roots country folk sort of scene Very have cool. been on I mean we cover everything from hip hop to metal to whatever but Perfect. there's such a huge community Winnipeg for this stuff so it's yeah I'm cool. sure you just got one more listener for sure yeah, so yeah I'll, awesome I'll awesome. check it out cool well, yeah again th thanks again this will also air on uh, UMFM on, uh, the show airs on Sunday nights at midnight oh cool which is like the best possible listening time right I mean absolutely I mean, but they're older episodes so this is what it's like almost June now we're recording this it might not air till November or something which is cool because I mean uh, not that you have an album that's coming out right away, but I mean, it'll, be, it'll be closer. It'll be yeah. closer, right? Yeah, so yeah. Here, maybe it's already out by then, and people can go right from listening to this to however you get music at one in the morning yeah. <laughs> you know, on a Sunday yeah. and pick it up right away, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, man.
home that has been built on these sharp shores On a dark and frozen morning in the cave of February Chicago calls and I can't Oh, I can't Might see smoke rise 